The following podcast contains spoilers. Hello, and welcome to Staying Awake. I have a sleeping disorder. I can't tell the difference between my waking life and dreams. Hello, and welcome to Staying Awake. This is the Fonzarelli Show. I'm Joe. I got Bob with me. Uh, Bob, this show it keeps uh, coming with the twists and turns. How'd you like that last episode of Moon Knight? Oh, it was, it was good. It was great. It was um, yeah. Each episode so far has been different, and I was um a little nervous at first, and kind of a little disappointed. It started off with with Mark. Yeah, you know, because <laughs> that's how uh, used to yeah, Steve. I was like, yeah, we're like we're looking for uh for Steven. It kind of reminded me of how Mandalorian. Um. There is an episode in in Boba Fett where it was a Mandalorian episode. It's like all of a sudden it's like a different guy. Yeah. Even though it's <laughs> the same show, you're like, oh no, it's this guy, but it's still uh, it was good. It was a different side of things, and I really enjoyed it. Steven started to come in terms with what's going on with him. It seems like, or at least like you know, on the show, we're finally getting to start to hear his like point of view of it. But you get Mark, see Mark in action for a little bit. Uh, right off the bat, the first little twist was like that first fight scene. Because now you've got like Mark's kind of doing what Steven was doing in the first episode. We were seeing some time passed and something different happened. Uh, the only thing I noticed different, I mean, it, it looks like there's a third personality there. That's what I'm gauging. Did you catch any of that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's definitely a third personality going. Yeah. And um, it's going to be interesting to see where they're going with that. And it was funny because like they, you, you would think that after figuring that out, they would have mm-hmm. just focused on that, but it was like, well, no, we're, we got to move on to this thing. I was like, well, hold on. There's like a third guy in there. We kind of got it. Maybe you should tend to this. <laughs> yeah. It was like a passing <laughs> maybe glance. Maybe we should figure this out. It was a passing yeah. glance. And somebody had mentioned it online before, before we even got to that part. But in the first episode, uh, Khonshu has said something to Steven when Steven's having his, like, the first experience we see where he goes, um, uh, give the body back to Mark. And then he realizes it's Steven and he goes, Oh, the idiot's in charge. Giving the point that Kanshu knew it wasn't Mark, but he didn't know it was Steve. That was like the first oh, clue. Yeah. yeah. Somebody pointed that out. And it was like the first clue that Kanshu knows what's going on. Because when they first give you that, like, right after Mark's like, what happened with Steve? And they're both like, I didn't do it. Well, I didn't do it. And then Kanshu goes, like, we'll hold the guy over to Cliff. And I think that was purposely a mislead. So you would just assume it was Khonshu driving the car for a minute. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I, yeah. You know what? I bet it, it, and if that's the case, then I bet the third guy is a lot more friendly and, and um, a lot more pals with Khonshu than the other two are. You know what I mean? He's, he's a lot more on his side. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because Khonshu's kind of sort of backing him up. Like, oh, don't worry about that. Come uh, look at this here. Something shiny. Come yeah. Just like completely unhinged, easy, yeah, easier just to go along with uh, whatever cons you need. You know, it's like the violence and stuff. Got to go back to the second episode real quick because yeah. something that really set up this third one was I love how they sh- when they showed um, Stephen being in like sort of the void or whatever. Yes, and he's like, I I don't like this. I don't like this. Like that was that was like a powerful little thing. It's it like was. I hadn't even thought of that. It was just like, oh God. You know, like he was just like in this, you know, stuck in this. Then you're like, oh, shit, what's going on with him? Where, where is he at? And it really made you feel for him. Yeah. Um, 
and it sort of set it up for the second one like oh god steven you know it's not just like okay it's mark's turn it's like oh it's mark's turn and and steven's in this sort of strange thing you know i think the mirrors are kind of just like mark's way of confronting what's going on with it you know what i'm saying it's it's more like a visual reference for himself almost you know because i guess when he sees yeah. the reflection he's seeing the other personality and that's what's going on um I did notice one thing when they showed Layla, Mark's wife, and her having like the access to make passports and IDs. That kind of explained how maybe Mark's getting himself in that position where he's got like IDs for Steven and passports for Mark. You know whether he did it yeah. behind her back or something. Speaking of the wife, I I I think that um, Mark manifested Steven based on the wife because yeah. she's all into into that side of it into the studying and the puzzles part of it you know what i mean like and now the the one episode where i was like oh that's not your favorite thing that's my favorite thing that's my favorite album you know what i mean but then again he did say mark did say i've been dealing with this for a long time so i don't know if that if if steven's before the wife but i feel like he was you know a lot of her attributes whether it's like based off of her or based off of like okay this is the man that she deserves type of deal you know what i mean like i I think that i think that steven is based on her in some way i think i got that and uh we kind of talked about that last episode too but now i got an expanded version of that because i realized something else watching it the second time so um arthur harrow is hinting at something about layla's father getting killed right and then Kind of hinting at something in Mark, okay? So, what if there's some part of the story where, for some reason, and we're, it's like another big reveal we're going to get, is Mark had something to do with Layla's father's death, okay? Yeah. And, yeah, that's the, that's, yeah, that's the first thing I thought when I heard that. And that might be the birth of Steven, because Mark would hate himself, and... It would drive him a little nutty, and he would make this personality that would be more like, like, I wish I was this way for yeah. Layla. Because if you notice, like, when Steven makes that appearance later, Layla is sort of smitten with him a little bit. Yes. You know what I mean? It's yep. like he's, he's just sure. like, this is exactly what she would want and deserves. And that's why he becomes this uh, archaeological expert. It's because... He knows it's something she would like. You know what I mean? It's like almost like he became yeah. this perfect what what he thinks the ideal husband for her would be. And I think you know what I'm saying? Yeah. To go off what you said, I think that's the reason why that might be the origin of what him drove him crazy. Whatever happened with the yeah. dad. Or when she said, What happened to to cause this? Yeah. And he kind of shrugged it off. I yeah. was assuming it was gonna be the mother because they, they alluded to her. At one yeah. point in one of the previous episodes, I thought it's out. I, I thought to myself, when oh, it was probably when the mom died that you mm-hmm. know it was a traumatic event and triggered it all. But now that you say that, it's like now nah, you know it was probably when he killed the he killed her dad or he was responsible for killing her dad or, or whatever that's going to end up being. Yeah, that was probably the act, yeah, the action that did it. But that would mean, did they say how long they've been together? Like, is this like a year thing or is this like a off the bat? It just seems like he's just disappeared for a while been off the radar yeah. like he, he's he's been gone from her for a while and i know like you know he sent the divorce papers but i think when at some point where steven came across the phone 
And and I, I think that was Layla on the phone. It was like, Mark, oh my God, I thought you were dead. Like it was like a long, I, some yeah. some gap of time had passed. What'd you think about that first scene um, when it starts up and when he's jumping on the buildings? Did that remind you of something, that scene? Um, um, and the one, I, that opening scene and um, he's fighting on top of rooftops when it's when we first see Mark. No. It reminded me of Book of Boba when I made fun of the, um, that the teenagers and called them lost boys. Oh, <laughs> there's something about how that, like it looked like they were jumping around Tatooine in that scene. It was, right. it was it the way that it. it was shot. Yeah. It, the way that it was shot. And cause something always bothered me about that um, from the other show. And it's like, it has that, um, has, a, and I didn't catch it then, but there was a sort of fake look to it. Yeah. You know what I mean? To where it was just a little bit off and it took me out of, out of it. Um, for a minute you know what i'm saying yeah i think it's something that just is going to happen naturally when you work with brighter sets i think it's harder to hide imperfections when yeah i can understand why and the budget is only yeah exactly yeah um yeah a a real bright set like that it just gave it that it it took me out of it a little bit and it felt like like okay i'm watching um a sound stage you know what i mean and it was just a minor thing but you know, we're talking about it. So it, it took me out of it to the point. So I was like, I hope it, I hope whatever's happening here, it kind of, you know, corrects itself, you know, and you nailed it right in the head. It's the brighter, yeah, the brighter scenes, you know, it's like, we always talk about when, um, when you first get that 4k TV and then like, you're looking at yeah. like a, a sporting event and it looks fake because <laughs> like real yeah. life isn't that crisp and clean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. It, it would have been funny if uh, you just saw Boba Fett riding a Rancor like it was the same scene, set. <laughs> <And> yeah. just, <laughs> just like in the background or just like walk like um, a stormtrooper smoking a cigarette in the background like, just oh, walking off. We got to we gotta re-edit that. <laughs> <laughs> Something interesting because I dedicated, I saw some passing things on um, – the internet about like this episode was dedicated to Gaspard Ulail and you're a little more around the block on on certain shows than me but the guy who played Anton Mogart okay oh he died yeah he died and oh god He's yeah he, he but he died I think that was his last I don't know if he died you know what I actually don't know and I know that information's out there if he finished a show or not but in his IMDB they have him listed as um, Anton Mogart slash Midnight Man. So what I'm curious is, I guess he's supposed to be somebody. More or less, I'm curious if they finished what he was supposed to do. <laughs> was Is he supposed yeah. to have a bigger part or to get abandoned? Or I guess that was they dedicated the show, which makes me think, well, no, it could, doesn't necessarily mean the last time he filmed because it could just mean the first time you see him on the show. Yeah, because he probably filmed a year ago. Yeah. Right? Isn't it usually like a year turnaround on, on the yeah. shows? So, yeah, probably maybe he did get his parts of the of the show finished. But once again, it's kind of cool that we don't know much, much about the comic book because I don't know what's supposed to happen. So it makes it pretty yeah. cool. Um, you know, when they said Harrow, I thought they said Arrow. Oh. I was like, oh, you know, it's a shame they got to use like uh, comic book names. The guy's name is Arrow. Yeah. No, it's his <laughs> last name. Yeah, Arthur Harrow. <laughs> um, yeah, he comes. Here's a. Those gods are pretty dumb. <laughs> like he has that audience <laughs> with the gods, and the god Arthur Harrow walks in there and like, well, 
We're just gonna take his word for it. <laughs> like we're gonna, like nobody's gonna look or investigate or nothing. They just like yeah. engage on that conversation. What's going on? Why well, don't now? Get... Do you know who? Do you know who? Anything about who Harrow is? Is Harrow a god? Is he a dude? Like, are we supposed to know that by now? And if so, no. can you fill me in? Because I don't, I don't know. No, I only know what I'm seeing in the show. And what they revealed okay, in the yeah. show and is I he just... was Moon Knight before. Like, he was the avatar for Khonshu. Okay, because when he showed up there, I was like, oh, is he an avatar for someone else instead? No. That's he... the vibe I got, and then it wasn't. I think just from his experience being the Moon Knight, he knows his way around the block. Because when he was, yeah. when he saw the eclipse... He said, keep digging, everybody. I'm about to be summoned. So he kind of knows the yeah. ins and outs of the situation. And who knows? He could have been there the first time when Kanchu got banished. That might be something to be revealed. Like, what was the first mess that kind of happened? I just feel like like he's, these accusations are pretty strong. It's like, I, I don't know. I guess either they were detracted. The other part that kind of bothers me from a storytelling standpoint, but I don't understand, is Mark Half wants to help him. And sometimes Khonshu, you get a little um, sympathetic towards him. But then he's like threatening Mark's wife. So it's like, well, screw you, Khonshu. Like, I don't know how to feel about him. You know what I mean? Because even like when he had that part with Steven, and that part was beautiful, that scene with them together and the stars. But it's like, I don't know. It's like I felt like like it was a cool scene because all of a sudden Khonshu finally like paid Steven a little bit of respect. Almost like he was taken aback by Steven's knowledge. It was more like, oh, wait a minute. Maybe I'm underestimating Steven. That's how I took that scene. Yeah. And it was the first time um, Steven wasn't scared shitless of Khonshu, too, because he's he's getting so used to him. It was funny when he yeah. said things like, oh, if you weren't listening to that stupid pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, the, no, the best the best was uh, when, he, when, he, when he shows up in the battle and he gets the um spears thrown yeah. through take the body take the body take the body take it back take it back take the body all right now time out that was the best i love that scene one of the coolest parts just to show like how cool of a job um Oscar Isaac's doing at this is oh, uh, the part yeah, where, she, where he makes a change right on camera where he goes, yes. goes all right you're yes. in and he goes oh cheers okay thank you and he just yeah. like does that just transition turns into a different person and there's no like he turns it's you're straight looking at his face there's no like transition yeah. or nothing yeah there's no like effect like the shake of the camera yeah like to help you get there it's like no it's just it's all him and he did it there was another one he did too um when when they're uh interviewing him interviewing him when Khonshu come speaks through him he did that so well you know what i'm yeah. talking about like are sitting there and it's almost like he's throwing up when yeah. when Khonshu starts talking that yeah was, it was like a painful that was experience really well yeah. yeah and you can see him like like he's talking and it's so direct and so confident and yet he's like looking around and his face he's saying he's saying like it's one person speaking and it's him Listening almost. Um, like he's there. Listening and moving his eyes around. It was like two things at once. It was really well done. Yeah, like he's reacting to what's happening to himself at the same time it's happening. That was, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah, there was that. And then there was um second episode. He did it more and you saw it a little bit in this one. But I loved how um whenever you'd see Mark, there was just that exhaustion that you could just see in him physically. You could see in his face. Like there's even screenshots like if, if I went uh, to IMDb, because I always forget the characters' names, and uh, even just the shot right on there of them, you're like, okay, okay, that's that's Mark in that shot, you know? And he just has yeah. that, like, like just physically pained. 
You know what I mean? Like he looks like, um, like coming home, see, like he just came home from like a 12 hour shift of hell, you know, yes. he just has that look to him. And he just like that. As soon as I see it, I'm like, Oh, okay. There's Mark. Yeah. I thought of something watching it again. Like we were talking about that third personality. If that yeah. third personality emerges, what is like, does he have his own Moon Knight costume? What does that look like? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Like, like if he's the violent one and Steven's just like in a tuxedo, what does this one look like? Because I mean, you think Moon Knight looked cool enough. What does evil yeah. Moon Knight look like if there is one? You know what I'm saying? Like that darker version of it. Oh, and that brings, because when they get to the end of the episode, Mark's out. And Layla's like, Mark, Steven. So you don't know who's going to wake up out of there. Oh, yeah. That, we, this, that's the next episode is we're going to meet number three. Yeah, I think number three is coming out. So it, that'd be a, a cool thing to see. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what he is. And um, like you said, how it's kind of like swapping sides. Like, okay, well, you know, I'm kind of rooting for him. But then he's going out he's talking about killing the wife. Yeah. I like that with most of the characters in it, and which is fine. And it's actually pretty cool to where I'm not exactly sure who's in the right or who's in the wrong and it's partly because um we don't have all the facts yet is, yeah is, is a lot of it part of it is maybe just i'm lost <laughs> maybe i know less than i should but it's um but it's uh, you know it's good like that to where like ethan hawk for all you know until someone said like he's looking to kill millions of people mm -hmm. i wasn't i wasn't 100 percent certain that he was the bad guy you know i was like uh, you know especially like seeing him to i like ethan hawk talking to steven yeah, I love that. I love that whole thing. Yes, um, that whole meal with them that was so cool. That was so well done. Especially because um, Stephen wasn't good. scared so to stand up to him. You know what I mean? It made you respect Stephen a little more. And the part that's making you like, because I didn't really like Mark because it just seemed like Mark was fighting Stephen. This time I got a little more sympathetic towards Mark because yeah. I, I don't know why. Especially because of the and uh, just to clarify, Conchu wasn't threatening to kill the wife. Conchu's threatening to use the wife as his next avatar which yes, yes, right don't right bad. no i don't know just to, but what i don't understand yeah. is why like doesn't the avatar have to have some say in it that part i don't get too and when mark was when the god said to mark this is a safe place i would think he would rat Konshu out but i guess the end is bigger than the means because maybe he did really understands what harrow's trying to do it seems like layla does as well yeah oh yeah it's true first mcu uh, acknowledgement was and it, it's a tough one to think well there have been things like they said some things about the books like some stuff said like uh wakanda or whatever but um they mentioned madripoor the eternals no eternals thing madripoor so was first brought up in the falcon and the winter soldier um they actually went to madripoor it was at uh where Sharon Carter was kind of running the criminal organization. It was like that criminal kind of city. But uh, the cool yeah. thing about Madripoor, first of all, it's a made-up city in Marvel Comics. But the reason why it's the big impact about it like, is because it's, it's heavily tied in with the X-Men. So just the fact when they, oh. first, yeah, when they first brought it in with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, wow. it was like, okay, it's like the first X-Men property that they brought, even though it's just a place. But it's a fictional. It would be almost like them saying Gotham City. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's 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 small, but it's enough. 
Yeah, it's like, yep, nope, we own X Men. Don't don't think we didn't notice. <laughs> you know? And but they, they mention it again, so it just shows a little connection. Like, no, it does exist in the MCU. I still like the pocket that they're not showing Doctor Strange talking about the snap, all that stuff. I still like it being self contained yeah. because it, it doesn't it doesn't take you out of the moment when it's just you know. Oh yeah, everything was there except for the snap. Like okay, you know, you know, I just like being yeah. locked into this new show. Yeah, I was almost disappointed when it was so much action in the beginning. It was kind of having an Indiana Jones thing. Yeah, but um, just not because that was bad. It was actually very cool. But I was just like in the mind bendingness. Yeah. Of the first one, and there was less than that because now we know what's going on. Which, by the way, Disney puts a spoiler for their description. I didn't notice until I went back. I actually started, went to start the episode and I looked at the first or second one and it's like a man suffering with um, dissociative. Yeah. Yeah. Something uh, disorder. Yeah. And I think I might've seen. Yeah. It's like, cause we didn't know that at first, Yeah, you know? but it doesn't matter. I didn't see it then. And so it was fine, but that, that would have upset me. Like, yeah, spoil it. it's more Descriptions and more do that a lot. Yeah. And I saw that one and I saw a different one that said like um, from some other promotion, it said Stephen uh, Stephen Grant has a voice in his head. So it was like, OK, you could be led to believe yeah. either, either one is real. But still, like, why would you even why did you even say that in the description? You could have just said yeah. Moon Knight. Like when we were going into the show, we didn't know nothing about this split personality thing. You could have just said like, yeah, you know. Oh, I thought it was a dream world. I thought I thought when he seen Ethan Hawke because there's something they shot those scenes differently to where it had those like cameras that were like doing that smooth rotating thing. I thought it, like it, it gave it sort of like an out of body experience. Uh-huh. Um, like anytime he Stephen would wake up in a weird place. I'm talking about those scenes you know, yes. I mean, where he'd wake up. He's like, oh, what am I doing here? Those were always shot differently than him working and him being in London. And every time that happened. I was like, is he, I just thought he was dreaming or something. I was like, is he dreaming now? Or is he in, or it was that, or just, you know, I thought there was a good chance it was just a split personality, but I thought, well, you know, who knows? It could be he's in, he he went back in time 50 years. I don't know. No, no, it's, it's to show the, the transit. It's to show that. So when it happens to Steven, it means time passed. Oh, I know what it is now. Oh, gotcha. I'm saying until, yeah. Yeah. Coming up to it. Like had I seen a description, you know, I wouldn't have been. Wouldn't have heard things, but there's some good Moon Knight kicking butt in this one. It was awesome. That was the one thing I wanted because for some reason the first couple times, like the first reveal of Moon Knight, was like, wow, that's cool. It was like the big build up, and then the second one was like, okay, can we get back to Steven? But this is the first time, like, it was like, okay, see Moon Knight really. It was a good display of Moon Knight, and like you said about yeah, the daytime exactly. stuff being back. When Moon Knight's action happened, it was like darker, and it just looked real. Yes. It was a lot yeah. more stunt than CGI. Like he was just throwing. Like he could have been Batman. You know what I'm saying? He's just slinging his little knives yeah. and stuff. It was just nothing oh, over the top. Jumping down with the cape. Yeah, the cape open and and jumping in. How yeah. he did that alone was was cool. Yeah, the moon cape and then like you know he him just taking the spears and everything. But really, and I guess part of the armor is is the healing, which Kanchu made clear. So, you, you know, but that was just a pretty intense scene. And then Kayla turned out to be pretty um, handy herself, which goes back to probably why Khonshu has an interest in her. Yeah, like jumping the fence like she did, like even just um, not the character, but the actress. Yeah. She's running around. I'm like, wow. Uh, awesome. The story is not disappointing so far and just can't wait to see like the next twist and turn. So, Bob, thanks for being here. Yep. And we will see you guys. <laughs>